When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Previously on Who Shat on the Floor at My Wedding. Did you notice anything suspicious? I did notice uh, one of the guests, Hank, spent most of the evening stood at the entrance of the ladies' toilets talking to everyone. And so there was this perfectly shaped, almost comedy... Shit! (laughs) (laughs) So you were backing off, Emma was backing off, but Hank was drawn closer like a moth to a flame. I think Hank felt that he was rescuing the ladies. Did he look stressed, tense? Was he... Did he look like he was hiding anything? I don't think so, but what makes me think, though, because he was talking to absolutely everyone, so he actually spoke to the culprit at some point. Welcome to episode six of Who Shat on the Floor at My Wedding. Who are we interviewing today? Hink, the man who was found in the ladies' bathroom cleaning up a turd that was supposedly not his own. Can I just say I don't like how he's being framed in this way? Okay, so let's assume that the poo didn't happen and we're not making a podcast. How the fuck do you explain a fully grown man standing in the ladies' bathroom for four hours during a wedding having food and drinks delivered to him? I just feel like you're losing your call a little bit right now. I am actually, Helen, and that's because I don't understand this type of behaviour. I agree. I don't understand as well, but I just think he was a hero. For me, he was a hero. That night, he was a hero. Anybody who's going to get down, hunch over that poop and clean it up and make sure that you know people don't get it on their nice shoes, he's a decent folk. You know? And even if that person was to then remain in the ladies' bathroom for four hours receiving food and drink, is that same person a hero? It's the fries, isn't it? It's the fries that tipped you over the edge. I mean, when I heard that he received fries with mayonnaise while he was just hanging out in the bathroom, that that tipped me too. Even our clinical forensic psychologist, Mike Berry, thinks that's pretty dodgy. Why would he want to spend hours in, in the ladies' bathroom? Um, it seems a very odd behaviour, to say the least. And eating as well, you know. Unless he's just trying to be eccentric and, and trying to be a, a star uh, and get attention that way. I can't see him having the accident. I can see him as being... The joke of, you know, like the student prankster type thing. Um, and he may well have done it and then um, cleaning up because of that. Or, as I suggested before, earlier, that he actually um, is cleaning up because somebody else has done it and he doesn't want to ruin your, your wedding. So he, he's cleaned up the mess. There's something about him that's making me feel uncomfortable is he the caring man the hero of the wedding or is he a prankster i think we need to know what was going through his mind when he was doing that act Mm. i think a good question for this is firstly what motivates you what (laughs) motivates you as a person and then secondly what motivates you to pick up someone else's shit (laughs) you know the two have to be tied in some way it's got to there's got to be some crossover there i wonder if there's history 
Could there be history? Well, funny you should ask that, Helen, because history is certainly what we've delved in today, social media history, and you won't believe what Karen found. I actually have no words for this. I thought I knew Hank. I mean, we invited him to our wedding. How much can you ever know anybody, though? But I went for a deep dive in his Facebook page. I went all the way back to 2009. That's nearly the start of Facebook. It was basically his, you know, right to his initial post. I went through everything he'd ever posted. Wow. It's probably worth mentioning that he's an artist, so whatever you saw on there would have had a, an artistic angle or flair to Definitely, it. Definitely, but artists might want to explore a variety of of things. They might go, oh, the sky inspires me today, or this inspires me. Look at this rose that I found whilst walking in a garden. Exactly. Look at this door handle. It's so inspiring. It's so spiky. I've seen him, I know when he goes to his house in um, Greece, that he makes sculptures out of driftwood and, I don't know. And human teeth by the looks of it. Yeah, and it looks like human teeth, so they're pretty grotesque. It's like eyeballs and teeth. How do you get your hands on human teeth? Now, I, just as I was saying it, I was wondering the same thing, actually. Because you can ask for your teeth back when you go to the dentist and they pull one out. He, the last uh, image he sent, the last photo he sent to me on WhatsApp was actually him in the dentist chair. He's had a lot of teeth uh, replaced, I think, so they could very well be his. Did he do that for the art? <laughs> His Facebook profile tells us that he has an obsession with poo. He has an obsession with toilets and he has an obsession with feces. I mean, you've got pages and pages and pages of these. Are all of these pictures of shit? Yes. They're toilets. Are you serious? No, we're talking over 30 posts about toilets, pictures of an actual toilet bowl where he sees shits and things that aren't shits. And in one of these posts, he references a patch on a toilet floor and he mentions Rothko. So he is inspired by feces. He said Rothko versus Duchamp. He saw art from two masters, a sort of dirty stain, a patch and a stain just in front of the toilet bowl. He saw art and inspiration. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly shocked and alarmed. And I, don't, I just don't know, I don't know how to deal with this. I thought you guys were clutching at straws somewhat, but now I see these pages and pages and pages. Yes, we're not. It's this is it. proper evidence. I even went to print it out. It's going in my briefcase. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting a manila folder for Hink. <laughs> it's serious. He's going to be coming in 10 minutes. So Lauren and I had a call with a, a retired interrogator yesterday and we got a few tips. You have to adjust your style depending on the personality type. And we described Hank as a, he's a very strong personality. So he can be quite difficult if he wants to be. And so the interrogator said, let's appeal to your inner damsel in distress, which is, of course, highly... You need to make him appeal. No, we have to say, oh, we're really struggling with this investigation. Please help me. Apparently, that would be for strong personalities that the pathetic approach might help. Yeah, not going to lie, it's not the favourite piece of advice I've ever been given. But yeah, I'll try to play the damsel in distress slash good cop. Hink also tagged one of his ship photos, shit show. That's the official hashtag for this podcast. So somehow he knew this was going to happen. <laughs> Come on. Maybe I just thought this we is were serious. <laughs> Okay, do you want to know what the most alarming thing is? So if I haven't already got you on side by now, 
with his obsession, his sick obsession with feces, coprophilia it's called actually, uh, is... Wait, wait, isn't that when you... You get sexual pleasure out of it. Yeah, so I think that's a step too far. Ooh, would we say a step too far? I think it's a step too far. Step you... in the right direction, maybe. <laughs> just understand who you're friends with, Helen. I just want to know your honest reaction because I don't think you've really seen these properly. And then just think again, if there was to be a wedding number three, you know, would you invite Hink? <laughs> Okay, so last one before he gets here. 2017, you sent out your save the date emails, correct? No, we sent physical uh, save the dates cards. But, um, I went back in my email history and I emailed the print shop on the 3rd of December with the files. I then obviously went to get the files printed. It would have taken me a while to then handwrite all of the addresses and put them in the post. So my guess is I definitely sent them before Christmas. I would yeah, estimate around the 20th of December, all those save the dates went in the post box. So it probably would have arrived at people in Amsterdam early January, mid-January, mm. given the Dutch system around Christmas. Exactly. So you've got the, the post delays around Christmas. People often go away. So one question is, where did you go for that Christmas hink? And then he comes back on the 23rd of January, 2018... And he posts a photo of a toilet surrounded by cleaning products. And you can actually find this piece of evidence on our Instagram page, who shacked on the floor at my wedding. And he says, so bear in mind, this is eight months before the wedding. Prepare yourself. The shit's about to hit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, we're talking literally days or even hours between the time he received the save the date for our wedding and posting that and making that comment. Like, that's, it's, that's pretty sinister. It's a very strange piece of timing. I'm extremely concerned by this evidence. This puts him in a position to have set this entire thing up. He's here! What is your relationship like? You're at Helen Powell. What did you use to scoop it up? Would you roll out? How would you describe the fecal matter? Like sausage shape. Did you plan the shit on the floor? Hello, Hink. I feel I'm a bit like in the suspect bank with the police here. Listen, Hink. You're both a suspect and a witness. Um, so it's a very, it's muddy waters, I will say. But to be honest, you're not the only one. We're going for all leads in this situation. Karen's mum, she's not off the hook. <laughs> we, you know, like upturn every stone in this investigation. Everyone's pretty much guilty. So no, but you thought, uh, you thought Hank was guilty from the start and I thought Hank was innocent from Helen, the start. Helen, what have I taught you? We must always assume that people are guilty. We cannot, <laughs> we cannot give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm sorry, Hank, we just can't. But isn't that in like a, in a, Good judicial system. I should have the benefit of the doubts. No, 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 no. There's a bad no. judicial system. It, it changed there. earlier this year, actually, the way that yeah. the judicial system works. They just updated yeah. it recently. Um, and now it's <laughs> Even basically. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mainly for the interrogation chambers, which is this lounge. So, yeah, the living room, you mean? The living room. Oh, are you saying that this, this living room is zoned much like uh, the International Criminal Court in The Hague? Yes. Is that it? <laughs> it's got Pretty its own much, laws. Yes. We're, we're um, kind of like a standalone government here and we've got our own rules. What is your relationship like with Helen and Karen? Like friendship scale, 10 being soulmates, one being enemies. 
where would you say they they rank on the scale? I would say we're at the seven at the moment. It's a hard hard to say. I mean, we've been seeing each other a lot more, uh, but I think we're still in the growing phase. I think. Yeah. You wouldn't want to be at ten anyway, because it's you don't want to be soulmates. No, but it's exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. You're my number ten, Lauren. You're my. You're at pen pal phase for me. (laughs) (laughs) Two. We're pen pals. Um, So talk us through the wedding. We arrived at the boat and got on deck. it was not as warm as I was hoping it would be, and I only had a, a button-up shirt on, so it was kind of, kind of chilly. We all had a drink. It was, I think, it was like uh, you guys have water with uh, with some fruits or something in it, I, I believe. Good memory. <laughs> Must have been a memorable water. Uh, and then um, uh, I'm not sure there was a, there was a really nice band playing. It was like a little jazz band yeah. with uh, like four people, I think, with a violin and a guitar, and no, I don't know if that was singing or not. Don't remember that. <laughs> and we went past the windmills and stuff. And then uh, you got married. Yeah. I actually don't know how it ended. I do know, I do remember me spending a lot of time in the bathroom, uh, the ladies' bathroom. <laughs> I know that. Not really. I didn't, wasn't aware of that. <laughs> toilet sessions are good hangout places. It's like the, the toilets are like the next best thing uh, next to the kitchen. <laughs> so, Hink, it's funny. You go through the wedding. You've just told us what happened at the wedding, but you missed... Um, quite arguably the entire point of why you're here today, which is the fact that you decided it was a good idea to kneel down and scoop up human poo. There's like, uh, I'm, I'm in the, the ladies' bathroom with I think like, like six, seven girls, and I'm pretty sure everyone's grossed out, and, and I don't really care about stuff like that, so I'm like, let me clean it up, so no one's grossed out anymore. That was my only logic. <laughs> and... Um, can you remember the other six to seven people that were there? Um, let me think. Not really. There's uh, some people I don't know by name. Uh, Kelly, for sure. Um, I think probably Emma, Nicolette. I know, I know there's a picture of, of around this moment uh, in the bathroom. Kelly has a picture of, of us all in the bathroom in the mirror. Yes, do you know it? I'm aware of that photo, um, but that is actually taken several hours after the incident. Well, how about the floor plan? Yeah, can you just mark out where you saw the faecal matter? So, yeah. Take your time. So, I would say... Oh, see, in my memory... Wait, this is... Wait, oh, right, it went like this. Oh, yeah, okay. I think this is around over here. Was it... Inside the, was it no, in, I think in the main it, I think, room or it was I in think, the actual I think toilet? it was outside. Outside yeah. the cubicle in the yeah, main toilet area. That's unbelievable. But this is what I've been saying all along. Like, I genuinely thought it was outside. Yeah. That's was... so weird. Like, how the hell could somebody do that without anybody noticing? Well, I don't think anyone, I, I really don't think anyone deliberately shat on the floor because there was constantly someone in that bathroom. This is my theory. Yeah, this is, is is that a lot of people do not want to uh, sit down on public toilets. Yeah. Right? So they hover. So because they were too drunk, so they wanted to hover, but also leaning forward at the same time to catch a wall. So but what I think is that maybe someone dropped a turd in their underwear, right? <laughs> what? Yeah, because... You know, oh, like shat in, in their undies. Yeah, because they, because they were hoovering, right? Yeah. And you sort of, and they were drunk, you sort of lose your aim. So, uh, so a turd fell in the underwear, and while pulling it up, it fell out, and they just simply kicked, and they were drunk, and while they opened it, they kicked it out. And that's how I stepped on it and smashed it into the floor. There's a lot to unpack here. Okay. I think I'm onto something. 
you've got a very specific theory. Yeah, well, because I have had poops land in my underwear while going camping, for example. <laughs> I'm not the only person. This is, this is a phenomenon. My pooping. Pooping, you sorry, you shat in your pants when? Like, well, go camping, for example. You're like, you know, you're like, you're like hoovering somewhere over a hole. And then you just think... <laughs> we've, all, we've all had that. We've definitely no, we not. have not all had that. Okay, so you're saying that even in female underwear, that could have fallen in. Yeah, I, I probably not in a G-string. Yeah, I was about to say, would yeah. you rule out G-strings then? Yeah, probably. Yeah, we can rule out the G-strings, I think. I'm kind of hoping that at some point during the investigation, I can email everyone and say... Um, could you all please mail me the underwear that you wore to the wedding just so I can, you know, really pin them yeah, up yeah, on you, my... Forensic science Exactly. Lab. Yeah, and yeah, just, yeah. you know, measure all of the... And see how many G-strings there were. Because if your theory is correct, which I'm not saying it is because I'm the detective, then that means that someone who is wearing a G-string did not commit the crime. <laughs> yeah, I would say, I would say, yeah, yeah. It's very, very likely that a g-string, a, a g-string wearer, could be cancelled out. I mean, yes. I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know what kind of. If it was a g-string, it'd act like a cheese slicer, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd be two dollars. True. <laughs> <laughs> One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, let's just catch the chase. So you're saying that you think the poo was located outside of the toilet? I think toilet. so, yeah, I think, think so. kicked it along then? Yeah, I, that's what I think. So I think it fell out in the stall and then someone, like, in opening, kicked him in. And it could have even been the next person. How would you describe the faecal matter that you picked up? <laughs> and first of all, it's, you can't really say a lot about the shape, I think, because, uh, because it was smashed into the floor, right? <laughs> I mean, it, it wasn't like an easy pickup. It was like there was scratching involved. Oh. Right? Scratching with your fingernails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, ra- wrapped in toilet paper, of course. <laughs> so, so it was. Uh, what I remember, it was a bit light brown, flattened, flattened, and a bit oval shaped, like a like a like one of those like one of those um, mini Costa Rican bananas that you can't eat. You know that only animals <laughs> eat. And we'll never eat after hearing that. <laughs> So let's see if we can um, if we can jog your memory of the consistency of the poo. <laughs> Karen is holding a 
a version of the Bristol stool chart that she created earlier today <laughs> using chocolate. Oh, God. Oh, boy. This is beautiful. So, uh, can I just talk you through what we've got here? We've got, um, Hank, was it type one, the Maltesers, which was a very hard, nuggety individual lumps? No. Or was it type two, the chocolate-dipped peanut clusters? A little nutty log, again, quite tough and hard consistency. Sausage-shaped, but lumpy. And what about type three, which is the slightly manhandled Snickers bar, which is quite a cracked but hard stool? No? Or is it type four that's tickling your fancy? The Snickers bar covered in smooth Nutella. I would say a type four, a, between type four and type three, but a bit smashed. In the consistency? Yeah. Th- what did you use to scoop it up? Uh, toilet paper. Oh. Toilet paper. Very well, actually, no, that I think of it, that must mean then that uh, then it wasn't completely smashed into the floor. Because it wasn't that I had to scratch from the start. So I, the first chunks came off... Uh, <laughs> First chunks came off with the toilet paper around my hand, and then uh, and then the rest. Yeah, I started using the the uh, wet toilet paper to to soak it and scratch it off. <laughs> what I'm actually what I am curious about because I don't know what I did with it. Did I flush it or did I throw it in the in a in a trash bin. can? Would um, any form of torture help that memory come back to you? <laughs> no, no, this is part of the patchy memory. Okay, fine. I won't bother then. Don't worry. <laughs> and what motivated you to to clean up the feces? What came into your head? Talk us through your thought process. <clears throat> what mo- well, that's what I said earlier. It's um, because I was in a lady bathroom and most girls were like, oh, there's poop. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not really faced by stuff like that. So I just said, okay, I'll clean it up then because then no one else has to do it and it's a nice thing to do. How nice is that? It's that's because, so nice. okay, I'll give you a, a little bit of uh, my history. I used to work in the hospital. Uh, my parents work in the hospital uh, all their lives, basically, and I did my first weekend job in the hospital, in which I had to uh, um, get rid of the containers, uh, all the containers throughout all of the departments of the of the hospital. So from the emergency room to to the uh, kitchen to wherever. So that included also like things like the the operation rooms. Um, so sometimes I literally had to like throw bags full of like uh, human fluids and stuff away like and for some reason what they do is um in the, at the operation uh, table uh, because they have to see what they get rid of so they don't accidentally cut out a kidney or whatever right so they have to show what's in there so they're in transparent boxes with all the fluids in there and so you have to collect those and then throw throw those away into a container and sometimes those things would break open and things would fall over your hands this was before there was all, all these strict security measures so I got quite insensitive to to disgusting things and so Indifference um, is that just pure indifference, or is that kind of you're just you like it? No, you become you become numb to it. Oh yeah, being uh, numb and completely fine with feces all over your hands is very normal, Hink. Hink, what was your favourite part of the wedding? My favourite part of the wedding. I think you were in the toilet for most of it, you know. It can be a moment from the toilet. Yeah. Um, That's okay. No, I don't know. I don't have one favourite moment. No. Um, do you have a least favourite moment? 
anything you hated? No, probably um, the least favorite was is when you hear that the family has invested 140 bottles of champagne and I'm not really a champagne drinker. So it's funny because the um, a couple of the people who we've spoken to, witnesses, um, when we asked them what their least favorite part of the wedding was, they said probably finding a shit on the floor. And really? you're the person who cleaned it up. Yeah, yeah. But well, that doesn't even come close to your no, least favorite part. But because I'm indifferent to it. Yeah. So I just explained. I'm indifferent to shit. I mean, can I just jump in here? And I'm sorry if the like tone of this interview is going to change after this question a little bit. But <laughs> I just feel like you've painted quite a picture Mr. Hank. Of, of, um, of what? I mean, you've basically portrayed yourself. You might as well be sitting here in a nun's outfit. <laughs> You're like the Mother Teresa of shit, you know. You grew up, you know, volunteering at a hospital, cleaning up, you know, selflessly cleaning up other yeah. people's excrement, you know. You, well, you, you, do it at a, you do it at a party where, where everyone's taken really good care of you, so it's also a nice thing to do. See, if I was at a party where I have to pay for everything myself, I probably wouldn't have done it. I'm just saying that, I mean, we've got, you know, there's the selfless behaviour and being described as a knighting shining armour. I'm just saying That's that... That's a bit much, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I feel like we're, we're painting a very innocent picture of you and, you know, I think having known you for quite a few years, you're not quite as angelic as you're coming across. In no, this oh, I, never, I never said that. I'm not painting any picture. Did yeah. you, when you were in the bathroom, um, hanging out in the toilets... Um, did you see any other men come through into the toilet area? Yeah, good question. I think if another guy had come in, you'd have sort of, I think you'd have remembered that. You'd have, you'd like in breached by territory. Yeah, you'd be like, fuck <laughs> off, mate. Go back to the men. Yeah. No, I don't remember, so probably not. Hink, what was your favourite snack that you had at the wedding? I have absolutely no idea what I ate. Zero memory. Okay, so what did you give the vegans? Something else. I don't know much about veganism. Can you just... Um, a chips vegan? Depends which chips it are. Like fruits, normal fruits. Are they vegan? Like french fries, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say, unless you maybe fry them together with the hamburgers. Okay. Would you accept a, um, a snack that is fruits, um, you know, at an event, knowing that it's probably tainted with some sort of meat product? Uh, depends on how tainted it is. Is mayonnaise vegan? Uh, no. Eggs. Mm. So if I was to tell you that there are witness reports of you consuming frites and mayo... Yeah, that's, would be, that would be correct. That would okay. be correct, because I only gave up uh, cheese uh, in January last year. Ah, there you go, that's why. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so you weren't a vegan at the time of the wedding. I'm vegetarian. And if those witness reports were to state um, a specific location that you were found eating that snack, could you guess where that location might be? <laughs> I would assume either in the bathroom. Yeah, correct. Uh, People were probably bringing you drinks and bringing you food then. You wouldn't have left that spot. So I have left have... that spot, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, of course I've left the spot. <laughs> Who was bringing you down these... Who was your little, you know, private waitress? Your little bitch. Who was your little yeah, bitch Yeah, I don't night? know, actually. Everyone was. Who was your little bitch, <laughs> No, I wasn't, I wasn't continuously there. I did actually go up to get my own drinks uh, because I'm better at getting drinks myself. Okay. Um, so you left the bathroom a few times, like two or three during the night? I don't know, yeah, but several times for sure. Yeah, yeah, several times. So let's say you were a detective. You're not, I am. Um... And this was your case. Who would you say was the person who shat on the floor at their wedding? 
an accident. Do you know what I find interesting? So all the different lines of inquiry that we've had, which is, you know, malicious, somebody was angry, the motivation, you know, they were angry and it was, you know, the, the food wasn't hot <laughs> like enough. Like a hate poop. Yeah, hate poop. Yeah. Or, you know, dietary problems or, you know, all these different things. Sex related. Accident. We didn't even ever come up with accidents. Of course we did. I just think accidentally pushing a shit outside of the cubicle is a little bit far-fetched. You, when you, um, let's say you have this, Thing that like uh, like a uh, like a ceramic thing like a like a bowl or something and you drop it right and then you try to catch it but you accidentally kick it yeah and then you're even aware of it imagine if that thing just landed without you knowing in your shorts and bounced out <laughs> you'd have had to do some sort of horse back kick though as you were squatting down you'd have had to perfectly time a sort of little no see, I think what happened is like you because uh, these people are wasted they're leaning forward and they move around and probably they like, like oh I'm done and they, they get get back up and that's when you catapult it out see I think that there's a catapult situation I think doing it into like a little temporary hammock of your pants and then like catapulting it on the floor we don't even need that extra step temporary sorry, temporary <laughs> hammock temporary <laughs> Helen, have you uh, got a fresh pair of uh, temporary hammocks on today? Or... <laughs> Do you know you're under with temporary hammocks? For the, for the shit, it was a temporary hammock. Yeah, too, yeah. a temporary resting place. Why yeah. is the shaggy to go on a summer holiday well, all of a sudden? lounging around. <laughs> lounging in the Bahamas. Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. I can't continue with this any longer. That's it for me. I'm out. No, but it could equally have just been done directly on the floor and then... No, that's also possible, yeah. kicked out. That's also possible. Yeah, but, but yeah. when there's a hammock around, you always just want to go and lie on it for a temporary period of time. No, it's also very possible that, that, that while hoovering, you just lean over too far backwards and yeah. then you completely missed, uh, missed the hammock altogether. We are concerned that someone, um, the person that did the crime, has been um, posting on social media. Do you post on social media, Eva? <laughs> Yes, I do. <laughs> do you post about things that you... What do you post about? Uh, stuff I find. <laughs> stuff you um, Stuff you like? Stuff, uh, stuff I like, stuff I see on the street, art that I make, um, occasional uh, uh, activist stuff, like veganism and stuff. Would you say that you only post, you know, you wouldn't ever really post about something that you're indifferent to? It uh, depends. Yeah, it depends because I can be indifferent to a lot of things, but if they're appearing at, at the right moments, they might become a point of interest. Interesting. Earlier in the chat, several times actually, and it's one of your kind of I, I defense mechanisms. You've said that you're very indifferent to poo. To a lot of things, yeah. Fecal matter, poo, bathrooms, toilets, cleaning up, poo. Yet when I look back at your Facebook profile with the help of Karen, because we're not officially friends and we probably won't ever be after this discussion. Um, I've noticed that you post a lot about toilets, faecal matter. I do. Oh, yeah, I've, I've done a bunch of those, yeah. But some, because sometimes they're amazing. It's funny because you... You say that you're indifferent to poo. I'm not indifferent to poo but. because I do it every day. I'm indifferent to the, to the disgustingness of poo. Just draw your attention to yes. a few of your latest posts. Oh God, I'm hunting over a wadge of paper with all the printouts of Hank's previous posts. 
Helen almost dropped them on the floor. There were so many. <laughs> God, these are good. 2012, I have no idea. I need to see that picture. Cleaning products. It's a picture of a toilet with the lid up with a shit ton of mops and cleaning yeah, equipment. Yeah, it's, about, it's about that. Let me see. It's, a, it's about those cleaning products, as far as I know. Oh, yeah, because this person has so many fucking cleaning products over here that they must be expecting something massive. That's the reason. Like a shit on the floor. Um... A lot, a lot of shits on the floor. <laughs> Lots of them. Three I months. mean, have you seen this? This guy like got like seven mops here. When you posted that photo of a toilet saying shit's about to hit, had you just received Helen and Karen's save the date in the I mail? I have no idea. When did you send that out? Around I must that, have. About, yeah. about approximately right before you posted that. Around, around, it would have been a matter of days. Or was it a day later? Hours. It's um, or maybe it was the, maybe it was the day later. It's in December. Are you just trying to frame me. I, I sent it in the mail in mid December, so it could have taken a couple of weeks to arrive, but it would have definitely arrived before the twenty third of January. It Ooh. sounds like a warning to me. You would say so, right? Yeah, yeah. I can Prepare see where this is yourself. going. You're trying to frame me. No, no. You're trying to frame yourself by posting a photo that says "shit's about to hit" moments before the <laughs> wedding that someone shits at. <laughs> Did you plan? The shit on the floor. I did not. You have to understand where I'm coming from, Hink, and this is extremely suspicious behaviour. I can, I can see that, yeah. This, this doesn't look good. No. No. My other issue, Hink, is that since 2012, years before the wedding, you've been posting poo-related posts. So this is basically when Facebook went live. You've been, you've been shouting from the rooftops, you love poo and you love toilets. <laughs> <laughs> Yet... Yet the wedding occurs on the 12th of August, sorry, 11th of August, 2018. Straight after that wedding is your biggest absence from posting that you have done in your entire history of being is that so? active on social media. Wait, no, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're being very, very selective here. I am not being selective. Well, Karen, I on. went through absolutely every post and there's a big gap. Really? Yeah. A giant After August, 20, 2018. The next yeah, August time you post, the next really? time you post is March. No, I'm, I can I can find March what March. The March. following year March. We're cool. talking about shit related or toilet related. Yeah, things. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's a whole bunch there that that I'm pretty sure they're not on here. But okay, that's that's all. Maybe I'll have to send in some files after. Yeah, feel free to send in a file. A couple of alibis wouldn't do you any harm either. Actually, <laughs> at this point. No, but just generally, I just, I, I, you know, I think we all know that you did a great thing here, um, cleaning up the <laughs> shit, but this evidence that we found on Facebook, it is... It's, it looks, it looks odd, yeah. So do you think you could just leaf through the files there of the social media and find the, uh, there's one particular image again of a toilet bowl, there's quite a few, so it might be hard to find, but, um, toilet bowl and there's a sort of filthy patch just in front of is it the, the Rothko one is oh it? yeah yeah the, the Rothko one it's amazing it the right one? yeah I yeah. just uh, explain yeah just talk us through God, the, the beauty that you find in this image because it's abstract art 
It looks like Aftak R, doesn't it? It's a beauty. It's a beautiful stain. I have a question. What's going to happen when you find out who did it? What's going to be? What, are they going to go to jail? We'll get time yeah, rather than there'll be a real trial. Yes. Yeah. I think no. I think we'll build a private jail. Um, and just house them in it and I will become the prison guard. Hank, if you could sit opposite the perpetrator of this crime, <laughs> what would you say to him or her? Um, that's a good question. Stand up and make, you make yourself known. Be proud. I'm going to look at you. I would like you to look okay, yeah. me in the eye. <laughs> it's going to be good. Put my poker face on. Did you or did you not shit on the floor at our wedding? I did not. You just nodded when you said that. Yeah, I you, know, you did but nod. I did not. I am not a crook. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was very enlightening. Um, we could, you know, talk about the most important interrogation of the podcast or we could talk about the most alarming thing that was said during the interrogation, which actually came from Helen, when she referred to undies as temporary hammocks. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, yeah, I mean, what what on earth was that about? I was thinking in terms, in fact, have you never heard of the term... No. No, don't, don't banana, try banana and outsmart hammock. us. Have you never heard of the term banana hammock? No. Get online, man. Ba- no, just tell us, we're right here. Get online, just so, tell us. I like <laughs> banana hammock, it means underwear. For a guy. I couldn't say the poop in a banana hammock because that wouldn't have made any sense at all. So I switched out the word banana and put in temporary. I actually can't talk about this. I need to... I seriously need to go home and process this. I can't actually... Can we move on because this is... I'm deeply upset by this. I definitely think he wanted to us to believe that he went out of the bathroom a lot, but we have so many statements claiming that he was in there for at least four hours. He was there every time I was in there. We really need to speak to Kelly, his girlfriend. There's something that doesn't sit right with me after this interview, and I think it's just the fact he's got... He's got an obsession with some pretty dark things. He's obviously found inspiration for his art through shit. I mean, it's a theme of his social media. And... I don't know. I just feel like there's something a little bit off there in, you know, his obsession with poo and the timing of that post as soon as he received the save the date. Something's just not sitting right with me. I feel like maybe he isn't all that nice. He knows something that he's not giving us. There's something there. Yeah, I've got a feeling we're going to need to expose him to a bit of the old bad cop. Coming up next on Who Shat on the Floor at My Wedding. I don't know why, but right this minute, I've just got this really big, like, thing come on to me that is like, what are we doing? (laughs) What are we actually doing here? What is surprising, though, is four people were wearing a G-string. One person was wearing a swimsuit. Two people weren't wearing underwear. Does your mum need to know that I've been laughing for two years about the fact that it was possibly your mother that did it? Absolutely. It's like when you put sushi over your naked body. What if our entire marriage is built on a lie? 